Good morning, all you wrestling and sports fans. This is the E's and B's, the bacon and eggs of wrestling sports podcast. And I'm your host, Eddie B. smoke weed. I know this, but I'm going to get you high today because it's Friday. You ain't got no job and you ain't got shit to do. Joining us again here on this beautiful Friday, May 12th, 2023, where you be. Remember where you came from and who you came from because you only get one. Show them the love this weekend. You know the drill. Crack those eggs. Let's get that oven on. It's time. For the sunny side. Pete Alonzo, I back gone. 
Tie ball game for the second time in as many days. Pete Alonzo goes yard. It's 1 1. Yes, yes. Welcome back to the E's and B's podcast. As you heard, kicking things off this week right there on the diamond and the slugging. Pete Alonzo hitting his 13th home run earlier this week, leading the league, but we'll get right into that here in just a minute. About 40 games played here in the 2023 season, and a quick early fast start. Of course, we've been bragging about a couple of those teams. Let's dive into how those standings look as we go into this weekend, starting off in the American League. And one of those teams we've been bragging about, how about it, the Tampa Bay race. This guy's still killing it at home. With a solid 29-9 and record right now, they are four and a half games up on their division. Then over there, it's Minnesota. They've got a 20-17 and record, two and a half games up in their division. And last but not least there in the AL, it's those Rangers. That's right, Texas. They are at a 22-14, and three games up in their division. That's how it sets in the American League. How about the National League? It's the, oh, that's right, the Atlanta Braves, they are 25 and 12, six and a half games up on their division, the most in MLB right now. Then we got the Pittsburgh, surprise them all, Pirates, they're 21 and 17, just a half game up on the Brew Crew. And last but not least, out here in the West, it's the LA Pay Me Dodgers. Those guys, they're at 20. Three and fifteen, two and a half games up on the date on the D backs. Let's talk stats. Like I said, I got a bunch of them. Starting off on the baseball or on the slugging side of things. How about this? Slugging a solid 398. It's Luis Herrera's. That's right. He he's playing for those Marlins there in Miami. Then on the home run side, you already know the deal. We talked about it. Pete Alonzo for the Mets with 13. RBI side of things, how about this? It's the Texas Rangers, Adonis Garcia. He's got 36. And on the hit side of things, how about this? The young gun, Bo Brachette from the Blue Jays. He's got a solid 52 hits to start the season. And rounding things out on the hitting side of things, how about them stolen bases? It's Etze Ruiz from Oakland. He's got 17 stolen bases to start the season out. Let's switch it up. Go to the pitching side of things. How about this? McCallahan, Shane McCallahan from the Rays. He's got the most wins right now with seven on the ERA side, on the ERA side of things. It's Minnesota's Sonny Gray. He's got a solid 1.35. And on the saves, it's Claus. He's got 13. And last but not least, on the street, on the strikeouts, it's Spencer Strider with 67. Just two more than Atani. Right now, that's how it sits in the MLB side of things. We've got a hot, big weekend. We'll be breaking down all the winners, losers, hits, stolen bases, and strikeouts right here next week on the best. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy. Spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family, tell someone about this podcast. Keep it days going here on the sunny side up. Let's switch things up. Go from the diamond to the hardwood. Game six as the Warriors beat the Lakers 121-106 in game five. Yeah! 
yes, yes. As you heard, things definitely in full effect there on the hardwood as the NBA playoffs in full force as the divisional round going down. As you heard just the other night, the Golden State Warriors avoiding elimination to the L. Hey, Fakers, that's right, now forcing a game six there in L.A. They'll have to hold on tonight for a big, big game. We'll have to wait and see how things turn out. We know some other games there, obviously, very tight. Let's dive right into it out in the East. Boston struggling right now as they are down 3-2 in a big game with the 76ers. Will favored team out of the East be bounced, or will we be talking about what everybody's hoping for, that Boston Celtics L.A. Faker final. We'll have to wait and see before you even hear this. Who knows? We might already be talking about Boston being bounced. But the other game, same situation. The New York Knicks looking down the barrel of elimination as the shocking team coming out of the East. The Miami Heat hold a 3-2 lead there out in the West. Our Denver Nuggets, they got off to a hot hot start there going up 3-1 now looking maybe at a possible seven-game series with the Suns. And like I said, we already know the deal. Game six, Golden State Warriors defending NBA champions, can they hold on and stretch it to Game 7? Or will we be talking about Lakers, Suns, Lakers, Nuggets? Who knows? We'll have all those answers plus all the Game 7 breakdown right here next week on The Burst. Keeping the playoff talk rolling, let's slide things from the hardwood to the pond. Petrangelo has taken a lot of checks, high sticks, cross checks, you name it, throughout this series, and he just went out here on dry saddle late. And it was a late after the backhand attempt. Yes, yes, playoffs in full effect as well there on the ice, as you heard there in the sound clip. Some throwing down going there in the Florida series and some teams right now. On the brink of elimination as well on the ice as the charge towards this year's 2023 Stanley Cup is underway out in the eastern side of things. Right now, Florida with a dominant, surprising lead over Toronto. And then we got Carolina as well with a big lead over the New Jersey Devils. Now, in the western side of things, it's a little different. How about this? It's knotted up in both series. Seattle and Dallas 2-2. Vegas and Edmonton 2-2. Who will come out on top right now and be there in the conference finals next week? We cannot wait. We'll be talking about all of that. But before we do, let's talk about how some of those stats are right now for the playoff side of things on the ice. Looks like this. On the skater side, it's Leon Drzeskow. He, for the Oilers, has 18 points and 13 goals. The assist side of things, it's the legit, it's the McJesus of hockey. Connor McDavid, he's got 12. And then on the goalies, the GAA is Jack Campbell of the Oilers. He's got a 1.53 and a save percentage of 9.4, or excuse me, a point nine four seven. So he's rocking it there inside the net. Shutouts wise, Akari Shimmed from New Jersey, he's the only one with two. And that's how it sets right now for the playoff stats. Looks like the Oilers dominating, but in a tight series, they're going to have to battle hard to get there to the conference finals. Like I said, we'll be docking hits. 
goals, and everything else off the ice right here next week on The Best. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a member, tell someone about this podcast. Keep it going here on the sunny side. Talking champions and winners. Let's talk about what happened last week in Kentucky. James Barnes, the undefeated runner for Todd Fletcher, is the leader. Here's two fills making a move on the inside. And the two of them hook up. And Jared Loveberry has taken two fills to the front. And James Barnes is running in second. Pick show is circled up on the outside as they come to the top of the stretch. And they're into the stretch. And two fills. Yes, yes, there you have it last week. There in Kentucky, the kickoff of the Triple Crown and a number a number eight horse that no one had picked besides NASCAR legend Dale Jr. earlier that day. That's right, you heard it. The eight horse of Mage coming around to get the win. Congratulations to that jockey as he breaks a 58 winless race streak they're jockeying there last week for the Kentucky Derby. So congratulations on breaking that and, of course, winning the covered big race that kicks it off. Now, we know this, the next one coming up May 20th. Next weekend, it's the Prankness. Will we see any of the horses like Two Fills or Mage making a return trying to win the Prankness? Or will we be talking about the odds of the other horses that we do not know much about. We'll be breaking down that race and, of course, everything coming off the dirt right here next week on The Best. With that, let's switch gears and get to talking some of our favorite things, and let's talk some racing. Denny's there. He's hungry. Can he pounce on it? Nice and light on entry. Denny's moved his entry up really high, getting into three. Yep. Look at the momentum he comes across. If he can keep the nose down, Larson's where, having trouble too. That's where you got to make your move. This, this, these are those opportunities. Where you Larson can't get in the corner here because he's loose. Sure, trying to have it. Denny just struggling a little bit off too. But Larson's see he's playing close that throttle. Close to see Den. It's going to take a dive bomb. Will he go for it? Here he comes. Clear track ahead. Hamlin on the bottom. Now, Larson will have the momentum coming off the top. Denny's going to have to lift again. Here to go. Denny was patient there. Is there still time? Great racing. This will be a huge corner for Larson if he's got to keep it underneath him. He's been loose. Two to go, and they will catch more traffic before the checker. That Larson found something on the outside of one and two. Went back up right up against the wall. No, riding. Likes it up there. Found some speed. Denny's no lappers played. in the way. Denny's played Denny nice moved. so far. He's played nice so far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Off turn four. White flag in the air. One lap to go. Sponsored by Credit One Bank. He's going to have one more chance getting into three. That's where it's going to come. He's right to the bumper of him. Take him now. Take him now. It's going to get to him. Getting loose. He is loose. Got him loose. He got to Higgler. They're going to be side by side. Denny had to lift. He did. Oh, he oh, Larson's in the wall. Oh, my tapped. gosh. Barely tapped him. 
Run, Danny. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Danny Hamlin comes sailing off turn number four. Sure did. The checkered flag. Hamlin wins Kansas after a fierce battle with Kyle Larson, who finishes second. There you have it. What is your opinion there? As you heard, Danny Hamlin last week in Kansas taking advantage of the five machine on the last lap to get his first win of the season. Congratulations to the 11 team as they finally get that big W in the column and now become the ninth team to win this season out of 12 races. That's right. Starting to stack them up as we are now just about a quarter way through the season. But as everybody's been talking all week, that's not the talk. The talk was what happened after the race as Noah Gregson approached Ross, crashed him up Chastain to talk a little bit about some incidents that happened earlier in the day. And if you haven't seen it, please take time to go check out the biggest, baddest right hook so far this season in the NASCAR world as the one machine of Ross Chastain was not taking anything from Noah. Noah approached him put his hands on him, and bam, that's all it took. Ross, boom, lighten him up, and then before Noah could even return a punch, security and everybody stepping in between NASCAR officials, breaking it up, and now we're waiting to hear what will happen, if anything. But we do know this, these two guys train together, work out together, all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, reported earlier this week on the Pat McAfee Show, Ross Chastain said, hey, we're good. We've talked about it. We laughed. But really, are they? That's the true question because we know Ross Chastain now being labeled the new Intimidator. Now, I can say as an as a old school NASCAR fan, there's no way he'll ever be anything Dale Earnhardt was. But we do know this. It sounds like you don't want to get a fight with Mr. Crash'em Up Chastain. But we know this, going into this weekend, Mother's Day weekend, it is going to be throwback, that's right, at Darlington. Be on the lookout for all the cool old paint schemes that you might have known or loved when you were younger. That will be going down in Darlington, who will be coming off those high banks as a winner. We'll be talking about that and setting you up for Wilkesboro next weekend as well, right here on the best. Keep it things going in the roundy round world. How about some short track talk, that's right. Law figure eights running down last weekend at the Speedrome and getting his first big W of the season. Number 28 machine of Jeffrey Shackelford. Congratulations to him rolling them off there. 50 lap run down. Jesse Tunney and the Tunneys there in competition, but it was the 28 machine coming out on top. Now, this weekend, it's the Phyllis Tunney Memorial 75 lappers. Some of the big dogs will be in the house. Make sure you guys go check it out. If you cannot, make sure you check out crossover traffic there on Facebook. Shout out to them for putting up live feeds each and every week when they do attend. You can't miss it if you're a, a few states away there on Facebook. But shout out to Matt Smith, the Tunnies, and all the E's and B's veterans. Good luck this weekend. Also on the Roundy Round World, how about going down in Nashville? It's the CRA Straight Stocks, their first running of the Fort Crown Series this season, and that's the kickoff race. Some of the big names will be in the building. The double zero car, the 73, who will be coming out on top 
We'll give you all the winners, losers, and wrecks coming out of that race right here next week. Last but not least, on the roundy round, well, not so much roundy round because there's a lot of a lot of rights and lefts in this series, but we know it happened last weekend in the U.S. It was the F1. That's right, going down there in Miami, but the story still the same as it's been all season long. Team Red Bull dominating again, pretty much having a huge advantage, has seconds of a lead, very fast, of course, Max Max Verpassen starting in the seventh position and then bouncing all the way to the front and dominating there last weekend in Miami, of course, some of the big dogs in the uh, special Hollywood world, as you might say, and even everywhere around was there last weekend in Miami. But very cool. I love having the F1 on the U.S. side. We know the Vegas will be the next big U.S. F1 race. But the question will be, will anybody be able to knock off Team Red Bull this season? We'll keep you up to date with all that F1 news and everything else coming off the lefts and rights there in the F1 world. Now, let's switch things up. Go to my favorite thing to talk about in the racing world. Go from the rowdy round to the strip. And talk no prep. That's right. No prep bracing. Of course, last weekend, weather still having a stranglehold on us across the nation. Canceling races left and right. And it looks like that's going to be the story this weekend. But we'll dive into that in just a second. Let's talk about some of the races that did happen there last weekend. How about this? Going down at I-29 Speedway. Shout out to Biederbaum and his team putting on an awesome two-day event. But in the end, winning small tire, it was Mr. Bitterbomb himself knocking off another big legend, Casey Max. Congratulations to those guys on an outstanding weekend down there last weekend at I-29 Speedway. We also have no joke, no prep going down. And shout out to the small tire winner, this man on a mission. It seems like each and every time he was looking hot there at dig or die, but gets it done here at no joke. Congratulations to the winner, Jake Boswell. Shout out to him and his team on a solid, solid run. Then, last but not least, how about it was the Recharge. That's right. Support your local street racer. Happy and his team putting on a solid, solid race there last weekend at US 60. But when it was all said and done, a very familiar face in the winner's circle Shout out to E's and B's veterans, Team Meatballs, Zach Jones. Congratulations to him and Team Meatball on another W in the column and putting that badass Doc Holiday ride in the winner's circle. Of course, earlier in the day, knocking off Jeff Thomas. Shout out to Jeff Thomas getting his Vega out for the first time in the season. Finally getting the dust off, getting behind the wheel. Looks like he's getting suited and booted for you-know-what races coming up. Whoa, in the woods here in just a couple short weeks. But let's talk about some of those races that are going down this weekend, starting right on off with Cincy Street Nights. Well, it has been canceled. That was supposed to be shot, or supposed to be going down tonight. That one has been now rained out. But going down tomorrow, right here in the state of Colorado. That's right. It's still city no prep. That's right. Going down at the Pueblo Motorsports Park. I know Hayden Wilson, Aton's going to be there. And there's going to be some big names, hopefully, showing up, seeing that they can run down Pueblo and show the no prep belongs in the no altitude era. That's right. Going down tomorrow. It's still city there. Also, we've got a huge, huge race 
Down in Indiana, it's the World Series of No Prep. Shout out to our boys at OGR, my man, Josh Robinson and company. They'll be putting on race number two. That one's going to be at Salem, Indiana. That's right, the airstrip. Make sure you guys go down and check that out if you're in the area. We were supposed to have the next race was Hobbs. Hit it from the back, the second try of this race, and weather once again canceling it. So shout out to our boy Limpy. Make sure you guys go give him a follow. We're not sure where he'll be at next, but I'm sure it'll be anywhere on the screen. So some big, big races. We'll have all the winners, losers, and everything coming off the streets right here next week. And plus, get you prepared for the biggest, baddest race east of the Mississippi. In the woods, because you know we're coming. And we cannot wait. With that, that's going to wrap up the sunny side. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we're going to do some nice things for the moms. That's right. We're going to break down moms and sports on the meet. You're listening to the E's and B's podcast. Mother's Day weekend from us here at E's and B's podcast to all the beautiful, wonderful mothers out there. We love you. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. This week here on The Meet, though, we're going to talk mothers in sports. That's right. I got a list of about 10 wonderful sporting athletes that are mothers and very, very well-deserving. Also, make sure you guys check us out each and every Friday Wherever you listen to your podcast at and check us out there on YouTube. We're trying to get those subscription numbers up. We're going to be bringing you live entertainment here very, very soon. So make sure you guys go check us out for that. But let's get right to it here on this week's meet. Like I said, here are some of the mothers who dominate in sports. Starting off with one that everybody will know. and There's no reason to even talk about it, but Serena Williams, we know she's a dominant tennis woman who just is an amazing person outside of sports as well. And we know she's now a mother who dominates. Also, how about this one? Sydney LaCroix. She's a, a dominating mother in soccer. That's right. A true soccer mom. Candace Parker. I know you might know that name because she is one of the baddest WNBA college basketball greats and now a very outstanding Basketball analyst on TV. This is another cool name. Carrie Walsh Jennings, the famous professional beach volleyball player. When you think of beach volleyball, you think of Carrie Walsh Jennings. Here's one that might might not be so familiar to some. How about Kat Zagano? A Denver native might as well say that as too. She's a MMA badass. Go check her out. She's fought many, many fights in the octagon but also an outstanding mother outside of that octagon. How about Nia Ali, a track and field Olympic Canadian badass? That's right. She is a mother who is 
dominating at track and field. Alex Morgan, a very familiar name. She's a dominant soccer, probably the most famous USA player. Alex Morgan. Laura Webster, a paraplegic volleyball specialist. That's right. She is in the Olympics as well. And she deserves more love than most because she's not only paraplegic, but she's a mother and still puts sports in her life. Man, shout out to Laura Webster. Brittany Reese, she's a huge long jumper in the sport of track and field, hopefully being for this year's Olympic team. And last but not least, another former NBA, or excuse me, WNBA college collegiate basketball and still still playing to this day, Diana, Diana Taurasi. Folks, that's 10 wonderful, beautiful names in professional sports that are not only badasses, their mothers as well. And I got just one more thing before we get to the end of this here. This is one thing that I tell everybody out there. Remember, you only get one, no matter the situation your mother is in, no matter who your mother is. Just remember this, you only get one. I lost my mother at a young age, and I tell you this, from my heart, it never gets easier. But I tell all the people out there that are in troubling times, whether it's their mother's sick or their mother's not the right person they want to be with, just remember, you only get one. And on this Sunday, the only day of the year, they need to be respected as much as possible and loved all they can be. So once again, shout out to all the mothers out there from us here at E's and B's. We love you. We hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. With that, that's going to wrap up the meet. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we're going to dive into my favorite segment of the show. That's right. We're going to bounce off the rope, dive outside. You know the deal. We're going to talk some wrestling. Next, you're listening to the E's and B's Podcast. Have you ever been hated or discriminated against? I have. I've been protested and demonstrated against. Picket signs for my wicked rhymes. Look at the time. Sick is the mind of the motherfucking kid that's behind. All this commotion, emotions run deep as oceans exploding. Tempers flaring from Paris. Just blow them off and keep going. Not taking nothing from no one. Give them hell long as I'm breathing. Keep kicking ass in the morning and taking names in the evening. Leaving with the taste of sour. It's been a governing mouth. See, they can trigger me, but they'll never figure me out. Look at me now. I bet you're probably sick of me now. Ain't you, mama? I'ma make you look so ridiculous now. I'm sorry, mama. I never meant to hurt you. I never meant to make you cry. But tonight, I'm cleaning out my closet. There's Reen Brock. Cody looking for a third crossroads. Brock no picks up the hill. There you have it coming off a very, very hot, should I say, hot backlash there last weekend in Puerto Rico. As you know, we talked all about it the card last week. Cody Rhodes coming out on top in a very bloody Crimson mask for Brock Lesnar match and surprising pin coming out on top. But I got to talk about how amazing that crowd was there last weekend in Puerto Rico. 
very, very hot, had every match on top of the game, and definitely was into each match. Had a, had me shocked when they were cheering for EO Sky over Bianca Belair. I don't know what was really going on there, but like I said, a very, very entertaining card last weekend for Backlash, and of course, rolling over into Monday Night on Raw. Well, now we know this, Raw this last week had the first triple threat match for that new world heavyweight title, Seth Rollins becoming the big dog there on Monday night as he won his first triple threat match. The second match Cody was in, but he got yanked out by the return of Burke Lesnar, who was very pissed, had a very bad scar right between his eyes where he hit the turnbuckle, and uh, he definitely cut a nasty promo telling Cody he wants to fight, not wrestle. So very interesting stuff. But when it was all said and done, like I said, Seth Rollins beat Finn Balor to become... The first winner on Raw will find out tonight on SmackDown as they have two more triple threat matches. And, of course, the winners will face off at the end of the night. And then we'll have Seth Rollins versus that winner at night of Champions May 27th. Of course, that one as well overseas in Saudi Arabia. We'll keep an eye on that and everything else on WWE as it builds on the best. Keeping things going, let's turn the page and go to... The other channel. There you have it. Wildness going down there Wednesday night on Dynamite as they were live from the Detroit. Little Caesars Arena, and as you heard there in the sound clip, the swerve of the week as manager, lifelong friend, calls himself Uncle Don Callis to Kenny Omega, turns his back Wednesday night in the cage match, and stabs him right in the head with a screwdriver, giving John Moxley the win, of course, shocking everyone, including Daniel Bryanson, who was at the commentary booth, but very, very cool stuff. Of course, these guys building up to their next big pay-per-view coming up in a short two weeks for double or nothing live in Vegas. We cannot wait for that. But it was a very hot show there Wednesday night as the trio's titles were on the line with the new rules in effect. And of course, it didn't matter as they got the big win. Orange Cassidy defended his title once again. What a shocker. He's been defending it each and every week. But this week... Very close and lost, but now we'll defend it against Ozzy Opens. Kyle, next week there on Dynamite, we got some bad-to-the-bone stuff. We also got some very teasers going on there on Wednesday night as we saw Renee in the back doing some interviews, and Miro popped up on the screen as he entered Tony Khan's office. That wasn't the only person that popped up and back entering Tony's office. We also saw former women's champion Thunder Rosa then later on, Tony Khan giving us the teaser that he has a huge announcement next week on Dynamite. We know what that probably will be, the announcement of the new TV show Collision there for Saturday night. Cannot wait. We heard that that will be how CM Punk makes his return as well. So looks like things heating up there on the AEW side. We'll keep an eye on that and keep an eye on everything bouncing off the ropes and have you updated right here on the best. Make sure you guys support all 
of your local indie wrestling promotions out there. Without your local indie wrestling promotions, there would not be any of these stars that you see on TV. So if you have a chance, go make sure you support any of those. We support Rocky Mountain. We support Rocky Mountain Pro right here at E's and B's, and we love to go check those guys out. So make sure you guys help all those local help all those local wrestling indie wrestling promotions out whenever you can. Just got a couple more things here before we get to the toast this week. Let's switch gears. Not talk wrestling. Let's talk knockouts. As last week, there was some big fights going down. How about Cinco de Mayo getting a debut as Gamebred Productions? We know them for boxing, but now debuting last Friday on Cinco de Mayo, Jorge Masvidal's production. It was bare knuckle UFC style. That's right. If you didn't see it, go back, check it out on YouTube. It was live and bad to the bone. But in the end, we had the champion, 11-1, coming off 10 knockouts. Dylan Kleckler, one of the baddest heavyweights in the game, and he was going up against a very known legend in the UFC and MMA world in big country, Roy Nelson. Roy Nelson's first ever attempt at bare knuckle, and let me tell you, he did not disappoint. Go back, check it out. Getting the knockout and his first ever win. Big country. Congratulations to Roy from us here at the E's and B's. It was bad to the bone to check it out. And we cannot wait for the next Bare Knuckle Game Bread Productions fight. We'll keep you up to date on that. But make sure you guys get a chance. Go check it out. Also, going down last weekend, we talked about it here on the E's and B's. It was UFC. 288 live from New Jersey, and the belt was on the line as Aljo was taking on the returning Triple C, Henry Cerduto, and we know Henry was talking mad, mad game, but in the end, coming out on top, and still UFC champion, congratulations to Aljamain Sterling on an outstanding five-round knockout, or excuse me, an outstanding five-round Back and forth battle with one of the legends, but he gets the win in a decision. And then afterwards, the story was who he called out. Looks like his next opponent coming up in the summer is going to be none other than Sugar Sean O'Malley. That will be a banger of a fight. We cannot wait. Going down this weekend, though, they have fight night tomorrow night. Don't miss that. And we'll have you all updated coming up here in June. June 10th, the next big pay-per-view, UFC 289. You do not want to miss it. We'll have all that and everything else and get you all updated with that. That's going to wrap up this week. Stay tuned. Coming up next, I got a very special treat for you. We're going to wrap this thing up like a burrito. It's the toast. Coming up next, you're listening to the E's and B's. Yeah. When I was young, me and my mama had beef. Seventeen years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school, scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Shed tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was poor and other little kids. And even though we had different daddies, the same drama when things went wrong, we blamed mama. I reminisce on the stress I caused. It was hell, hugging on my mama from a jail cell. And who thinking elementary? Hey, I see the penitentiary. One day, running from the police. That's right. Mama catch me, put a whoop into my back. 
crack fiend, mama. You always was the black queen, mama. I finally understand for a woman, it ain't easy trying to raise a man. Everybody's favorite part of the show. Get out your jams, your jelly, your cinnamon, your butter, your sugar. It's time to spread it. It's the toast. And like I said, I have a very special returning guest. That's right. I'd like to welcome our voted number one mom in the world, the lovely, beautiful Miss L.B. Welcome back to the E's and B's. A very long time since we've obviously had you here on the toast. Um, obviously a special occasion, bringing you back here Mother's Day weekend, and obviously happy Mother's Day to you from Thank us. You. But before we get to anything else, as we always do here on the toast, let's get right to those weekly personal shout-outs. Starting right on out with, I want to give a shout-out to Ohio Grudge Racers, Josh Robinson. Shout-out to Limpy. Shout-out to Happy and support your local street racer. Shout-out to Nitrous Nikki, Je- uh, Jeff Thomas, and Julie Randall. Everybody there at War in the Woods. Shout-out to 24-7 Motorsports. Shout-out to Jasper Graham. Shout-out to Carolina Performance, Robbie and Robert Dollar. Shout-out to No Prep Felons, Bob Rice. Shout-out to G2K. Shout-out to On Tilt Racing. Shout-out to Team Meatball. Shout-out to SRC and Old Man's Garage. Shout-out to Jimmy Dale and Raggedy Ann. Shout-out to Team Hilton and Abeda. The Tunnies, Matt Smith, Rocky Mountain Pros, Yaden, Dustin, Lilith, Remy, my boys, Neil, Brian, Tony, Ty, and oh, my peeps at The Green Solution. Check out The Green Solution, 810 North College Road. Make sure you guys check out The Green Solution for all your cannabis needs. Woo! Haven't done that in a while. Uh, as we do, welcome back, LB. Let's just break her right on in. If you want to be a part of the show, make sure you check us out at easeandbees.org. Give us your story. We'll get back to you and get you on air. Follow us for all of the social media outlets and everything at easeandbees.org. Also, we're still searching for sponsors for the show. If you want to be played three times a week here each and every Friday and added to our Saturday or possibly video version there on YouTube, all you got to do is get at us. We'll get back to you, get some contract talk going, and obviously get you on the next episode. All right, with that, let's dive right into this week's Sports Illustrated Fact of the day, the fifth shot victory achieved by Dustin Johnson at the 2020 Masters was the largest at the event since Tiger Woods won by 12 in 1997. Obviously recorded or excuse me, reported this week. Tiger will not be playing the PGA Championship coming up next weekend. Uh, That's a bummer for uh, most, but we'll definitely keep an eye on that. But that is today's Sports Illustrated Fact of the Day. Mm. All right, make sure you guys are checking us out. We got just two episodes left in this month. 
because as you know, we'll be coming up on the 1st of June there in short three weeks where we will be traveling to War in the Woods. We cannot wait, but we just want to let you know we will be having a guest coming up the last week here on the show, a very special guest. We don't want to give it away just yet, but you do not want to miss it. All right, well, with that, I can't wait to say this. It's an honor and a pleasure. I've got goosebumps. I'm going to turn it over to LB. It's time for her notes. And, of course, rip your city. Okay, let's see if I remember this. Uh, today is Friday, May 12th, 2023. It happens to be International Nurses Day. Ooh, support those nurses. Yeah, so along with Nurses Day, it's also... International Awareness Day for Chronic, Immunological, and Neurological Disease. Nice. Chronic Fatigue Syndrome. Okay. Myalgic Encephalomyelitis Awareness Day. That's, That's a mouthful. More than a mouthful. <laughs> Fibromyalgia Awareness Day, National Hospital Day, and Shades Day. Like wow, awesome, awesome stuff. Lots of healthcare working We days. can tell you're doing hard work out there, LB. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Saturday the 13th is Archery Day. Shoot them up. Brunch for lunch. Nice. Fair Trade Day, and I also think it's the world's fair trade awesome. as well. We need to do that this year. Yeah, that'll be fun. Train Day. Ride the train. Choo-choo. And Tulip Day. Nice. Pick those flowers. Yeah, Sunday the 14th, I'm just... It's Mother's it's obvious. Day. Yeah. Make sure you support, respect, give and day. give all the love to those mothers out there on Sunday for sure. Yeah. All right. With that, it's that time in the show. Cool. She's going to do it. Let's get right to it. And re- yo, say. Top 10 this week is number 10, Lansing, Michigan. Shout out, Lansing. Number 9, Commerce City, Colorado. Right here in Commerce, in Colorado. All right. 8, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, I got you. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Shout out, Columbus. <laughs> 7 is Detroit. <laughs> 6, Johnstown. Back here in the Colorado. Colorado State. Shout out to Johnstown. 5, Ashburn, Virginia. Ashburn. Shout out, Ashburn, Virginia. Number 4, Frankfurt, Germany. Cross seas. Frankfurt, Germany. Denver, Colorado. Capital, Denver. Uh, number two number is two actually is Fort Collins. the home city where we lie and back on top back for the third week top. in a row. Oh, crazy. Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky. Thank you so much for all the love out there, LB. We love having you back, and who knows? We might have you back here in a couple weeks for something even very more special. But with that, make sure you guys give all the love to the moms out there. Have an awesome kick-ass weekend. And as you always know... And as we always do, make sure you eat your breakfast. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mom's Day. We love you. Peace.